and welcome to Biblical Tapestry Podcast Season 5, Episode 2, Looking Into How to Pray. Today, Part 2, Praying Effectively. Biblical Tapestry is a podcast where we explore how the Bible is its own commentary and how the Gospel is thoroughly woven from Genesis to Revelation. In this episode, we see how God works through people and prayer and then how to develop an effective prayer life. You know, from the beginning of the Bible until the conclusion, we see evidence that God answers prayer. God can accomplish the impossible when people pray. Prayer has won victories over fire, air, earth, and water. The Red Sea, water from a rock, bread from heaven, the sun was made to stand still, fire came from the sky, armies were overthrown, the sick healed, the dead raised, and the most callous hearts opened to the gospel. So listen to this thought. Because we pray, God works through us in ways he may not have otherwise. What we see in scripture is that God has determined to use the prayers of his people to accomplish his purposes on earth. And that is incredible. If we do not pray, we then limit what God might do in our lives. So what do James and Paul have to say about the power of prayer? Well, we read in James 4.1, What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have, here we go, because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. And we have another example with Paul. And why would this great apostle ask for prayer if that had little effect on his ministry? We read in 2 Thessalonians 3.1, Finally, brothers, pray for us that the word of the Lord may speed ahead and be honored, as happened among you, that we may be delivered from wicked and evil men, for not all have faith. In the next few episodes, we have this question set before us. How are we to pray effectively? With what kind of attitude are we to have when we bow our heads? With what kind of expectations? With what kind of hope? How much depends on us, and then how much depends on God? Now, we have our examples in Scripture. What is the best known prayer in the world? Well, that's pretty obvious. It's the Lord's Prayer. It could be stated as the disciples' prayer, but or a model prayer, but it all came from a question from one of Jesus' disciples on how to pray. There are only 50 words, give or take, in the Lord's Prayer, but it is the most well-known and quoted prayer in the history of the world, unless you are contested on Jeopardy. <laughs> That's for another time. But this prayer, as is the very heart of who God is, and why he longs for his children to be. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew 6, starting in verse 5. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received the reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. 
Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Now notice that in this translation from the ESV is the words, the words, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever, amen, is omitted. That is because those words do not show in the oldest and most reliable Greek manuscripts. However, there is nothing theologically wrong with those words in any respect. Jesus has given this model prayer, and it has a clear pattern for us. The first prayerful emphasis was on God, your name, your kingdom, your will. The second emphasis is on the poverty of man. Give us, forgive us, deliver us. So what can we immediately see in the model prayer for us? We see that God has everything, and we have nothing. When you approach God, you have empty hands approaching the one that has all we need. And when we pray, we need to understand how short we fall from God's glory. Paul reminds us in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. God has gifted humanity justification through Jesus Christ, and it was from no effort by us. So now we have a model to help us pray effectively. First, we give praise to our God and Savior and his blessed name, praising God for who he is and what he has done. Next, we pray over priorities and align them with God's will. Your kingdom come. Next, we ask for God to supply our needs, and it is clear he wants to supply our needs. Next, we ask for God to help with our personal relationships. If they need repair, we need to ask for God to assist with those relationships. Next, we pray for God's protection and deliverance. This prayer emphasizes the right relationship we should have with God. The first thing is we pray, and we will grow in our prayer life by praying. The more we pray, the more we are in tune with God and what he is doing. Prayer is something we learn how to do by praying. You want to learn how to pray? Pray. The moment you enter prayer, God is there, wanting to hear what you have to say. You know, even times when I pray, I'm surprised by his presence. And I hate to admit that. But he's there. And I'm so overwhelmed at times by his glorious presence that I echo Isaiah that I am unworthy and unclean. So when we enter our prayer time, we should anticipate God's presence. To acknowledge God's presence out loud is perfectly fine and perhaps even preferable. Find a comfortable posture that requires very little thought. We see in Scripture people bowed, stood, laid down, sat, or knelt, or they fall down in front of the God. I personally like to sit cross-legged on the ground as that's the most thoughtless position that my body can remain in. So we have this model. First is emphasis on God with through praise and priorities. And next we have emphasis on us with provisions, personal relationships, and protection. 
Well, we've read before the prayer that there are instructions around this model that we have to consider. Matthew 6, 5-8 says, And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received the reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. Your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Jesus is telling His disciples not to just repeat words or put on a show like the hypocrites do, who use the three times a day that a pious Jew prayed to call attention to themselves or to show how spiritual they are. Now, Jesus is not saying that public praying is wrong, as Jesus prayed publicly many times. But it does not take the place of private prayer or a dedicated prayer time for us. There is no issue with asking for prayer or saying to someone you will pray for them as long as you carry it through. Matthew 6, 7, and 8 again, it says, When you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Dr. David Jeremiah writes, One sentence burdened with the heart's desire is dearer to God than hours rehearsing of words and phrases that no long, has no longing behind them. You know, God wants real communication with us, and we should put our hearts into it. Prayer should be an outpouring of what is on our heart. We should not be concerned about how much time we need to spend in prayer, but how much time may I spend in prayer without neglecting the other privileges and duties of life. God longs for this intimate communication to speak with Him the same way you would talk to the most precious person in your life. For example, we don't go home and say, Oh, thou dearest most wonderful wife, how thou art blessed me today. We don't pray to impress and there are no special words because prayer is heartfelt if you know Christ as your Lord and Savior you have been adopted by God you are a joint heir with Christ and sons and daughters of the Lord so how should we approach him Galatians 4 4 says but when the fullness of time had come God sent forth his son born of woman born under the law to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son, and if a son, then an heir through God. So how should we approach God in prayer according to this verse? We can call Him endearingly Abba. Now, Abba does not directly translate to daddy as some have said but it is a word that expresses trust intimacy and dependence an intimate term of endearment that we have as sons and daughters of God the privilege to be his child in mark 14:36 Jesus was praying and he said abba father all things are possible for you remove this cup from me yet not what i will but what you will in Romans 8.15, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. 
The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. And then in 1 John 3, 1, look at how great a love the Father has given us that we should be called God's children, and we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it didn't know him. God is pure and majestic and spoke the very universe we live in into existence. He is not the man upstairs. That kind of offhandedness does not belong in our prayers. So even though this is a personal and intimate relationship, it is not, and never should it be, irreverent. He is the Almighty God with unlimited power and glory and unimaginable awesomeness. He's above all and still our God, still our Father. God is both our Father and the Lord of glory. We can approach Him confidently in prayer because we are dearly beloved children, but He is sovereign over the universe. So the model prayer gives us our Father who is in heaven, hallowed, our holy, set apart, hallowed be the name of you from the Greek. And this definition of holy, again, is to be set apart, and we seek God's name apart in prayer. We set his name apart in prayer, as his name is holy, and to be praised and adored. To adore God and honor his name is a natural response of faith. Every time we think of what God has done and what he has given in Jesus Christ, we should lose ourselves in worship. Worship is an ascribed worth, an attitude of thankfulness for what Christ has done. In prayer, we defer our requests until we have appropriately honored Him. That's the first thing we do. When we gather for worship together, God is the audience. The worshipers are never the audience. God is. Teaching, preaching, singing, giving, baptizing, and celebrating communion, we are all worshiping and honoring God together. And when we give honor to God's name, and now God has many names, but we give honor to one behind each name. God's names are descriptive of his character. We have El Eloah, God mighty, strong, and prominent. We have Elohim, God creator, mighty, and strong. El Shaddai, God almighty, the mighty one of Jacob. Adonai, Lord, Yahweh, Jehovah. Strictly speaking, the only proper name for God translated in English Bibles as the capitalized, all capitals, L-O-R-D. To distinguish from distinguish it from Adonai, which is Lord, capital L, little O-R-D. The revelation of the name is first given to Moses, I am who I am. Yahweh Jireh, the Lord will provide, the name memorialized by Abraham when God provided the ram to be sacrificed in place of Isaac. Yahweh Rapha, the Lord who heals. Yahweh Nisi, the Lord our banner. Yahweh Makadish, the Lord who sanctifies and makes holy. Yahweh Shalom, the Lord our peace. Yahweh Elohim, Lord God, a combination of God's unique name, Yahweh, and the generic Lord, signifying that he is Lord of Lords. Yahweh Zikeno, the Lord our righteous. Yahweh Rohi, the Lord our shepherd. Yahweh Shama, 
the Lord is there, Yahweh Sebaoth, the Lord of hosts, El Iyan, Most High, El Roy, God of seeing, El Olam, Everlasting God, El Jabor, Mighty God, the name describing the Messiah, Christ Jesus, in the very wonderful prophetic portion of Isaiah. So to hollow or honor God's name means, Lord, this day of my life is yours. Let me live in such a way, do my business dealings in such a way, interact with my family and neighbors in such a way, that when people see me, they say, I know what family they come from. They belong to the Father. God wants us to always to acknowledge him as our Father in heaven, and then to spend time in praise and worship. And that's what will be next time in our next episode. We'll continue to look on how to study, how to pray effectively. And we will continue to discuss this model prayer, hallowing the name of God in praise and worship. I hope this season five on how to pray has spoken to you and sparked a desire to pray to our creator who wants to hear from you today. Biblical Tapestry is available on Facebook and Instagram. And I encourage you to please like and share this podcast. You have discovered something helpful or uplifting. God bless you with an effective prayer life. And I pray that you're greatly strengthened by God. God bless. Until next episode.